LSF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six get long sets because no one ever shows up so it's like stage time and people can listen come on by to mutiny radio get your comedy on baby tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there. Everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy. Hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way. Shaved her legs and then he was a she. She says, hey babe. Take a walk on the wild side Said, hey honey Take a walk on the wild side Saturday night. You guys are here for 10-minute specials, 10-minute people, 10-minute awesomeness, all put together by your host tonight. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Chris Holstein! Hello, hello, Muni Radio! Okay. Hi! Hi! <laughs> it's Saturday night. Relax. It's uh, We're here at Muni Radio. Oh, the mic got cut. Uh, I am your host, Chris Holstein. I'll be this is so awkward. <laughs> I'll be uh, hosting this show. We got uh, 10 other great comedians that are going to be performing for you. And we're going to do some other things. Uh, we got going to have a lot of fun going on. Uh, I think a lot of people here, yeah. Uh, I brought a bunch of comic books from my house that I don't need. So if you want some comic books, please grab one. I don't care. I'm trying to get rid of stuff in my house. Trying to, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's her face? Uh, I love how everyone knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Trying to declutter my house, because I have a kid, so I got way too much stuff. Uh, my name is Chris Holstein, uh, 
Everyone who knows me knows that I love movies. Like, I love movies. Last year, I watched 382 movies. Yes, right? That's impressive, right? What makes that more impressive is that I have a four-year-old son. So guess what? He also set a personal record and watched 382 movies last year. It was amazing. He really liked Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> uh, the first half? They're both really good. It's one, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that you've seen that movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but everything I need to know, I learned from watching movies. Uh, like action movies taught me how to fight, comedies taught me how to laugh, and war movies taught me that no matter who you are or where you're from, eventually white people will come and fuck up your shit. <laughs> right? Have you ever seen a war movie where that didn't happen? It's true. <laughs> Uh, I love movies. Hey, uh, let's see. Who we got in the audience? Uh, I need someone. You, sir. What is your favorite movie? Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Wes Anderson. Great movie. Yes. Animated Fox. That's based on a Roald Dahl book. Is that right? Yeah. I fell asleep during that movie. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> but no credit to you. That's a, that's a fine example of a movie with animation. Uh, I, I actually don't really like a lot of Wes Anderson films. I know I get, I get a lot of shit for that. Like, the only one I liked was um, The Life Aquatic. I, I honestly don't really like the other ones. I mean, the, what was the last one? The one with the dogs? I didn't like that movie. The, the, the one with all, uh, all the dogs in Japan, voiced by white people? I didn't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did what what is your favorite movie, ma'am? Um, West Side Story. West Side Story, the original, right? Yeah. You know Spielberg's making another one? Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, he's remaking it. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna come out next year, I think. It's going to be I don't know if I, I, I really want to know if they're gonna use the whole uh, the Puerto Rican kinda thing going there, because that's that's a sensitive topic now, right? You can't just go around saying, Hey, every stinking Puerto Rico Puerto Rican <laughs> like I, I don't know, I don't think Spielberg's gonna say that. <laughs> he might. Uh, I just realized I probably forgot to put push record on my camera. That's okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? Uh, I am, like I said, I am a father to a four-year-old, and uh, he 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 does that thing. Like he knows that I have Pokemon Go on my iPhone because I have Pokemon Go on my iPhone. So I get a lot of that stuff from uh, kids. Come on in, please. Come on in. It's ten dollars, please. <laughs> Thank you, anyone. Um, so I get that thing from him, you know, it's like, oh, can I have the iPhone, can I have the iPhone, can I have the iPhone? It's super annoying, and every time I just get fed up and I look at him and I say, you know what? There are starving four-year-old children in China who can build an iPhone. What is your problem? Get to work, short round. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, <laughs> Uh, a couple personal things about me. I suffer from anxiety, insomnia, and depression, uh, otherwise known as the three excuses that get me out of volunteering at my kid's school. It's very helpful when uh, you are not reliable or can be trusted around other children. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also adopted. I was adopted and raised by white people. I am super whitewashed. I'm basically an honorary white person, like uh, Cardi B, Eminem. <laughs> Any of those people? Uh, hey, we're going to play a little game. Muni Radio, I am so white. How white are you? How white are you? I thought Black Panther was okay. 
right? Best picture, really? <laughs> I'm so white. I don't 100% trust Japanese people. <laughs> I'm so white. How white are you? My Asian accent is really offensive. Like, get fired from SNL offensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only Asian thing about me is my face, so luckily I live in America where Western standards of beauty are biased against Asians. Uh, <laughs> let me remind you I'm adopted, so what I'm trying to tell you is that I have a face that not even my mother could love. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Um, we have a bit of housekeeping to do uh, tonight, so I'm, I'm actually going to give up my amazing set that everyone is just eating up. Uh, one, thank you for coming to Mutiny Radio. Uh, we, uh, Pam in the back runs Muni Radio, and uh, there's a comedy festival coming up in March. And uh, if you happen to have a lot of money or a business, or uh, if you're a comedian and you want to be part of the comedy festival, or if you just are having so much fun at this show right now, uh, please go to mutinyradio.fm, where you can sign up to be a sponsor, a comedian in the festival, or just listen to thousands of other podcasts, because there are shows here almost every single day of the week. Uh, the other bit of housekeeping we have is that uh, we have a birth. We had a birthday in the house. It was Pam Benjamin's birthday a couple days ago. Um, so we have a cake that we'll need help eating. It's a rainbow cake. It's not gluten free. I'm sorry, but it is a rainbow cake. And uh, I'm going to set it on fire and I'm going to uh, put it somewhere in this place where it's not super inconvenient for everyone to get to. But if you'd like a piece of cake during the show, just get a piece of cake. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Um, but the next thing we're going to do before I leave the, sh the stage is we're going to sing Happy Birthday to Pam using, oh, and she also happens to really love cats. So we're going to sing Happy Birthday to Pam in our cat voices. Does everyone have a cat voice? You all have a cat voice. Everyone has a cat voice, right? Mike, you have a cat voice? You do now. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna, we'll do the song and then we'll, uh, we'll do the cake thingy. Uh, everyone ready? Yeah. Everyone ready? Is everyone here? I have a question. Do you mean imitating cats or talking to cats? Whatever, you know, it, this, is, this is Muni Radio. This is the home of free speech. However you want to interpret my words, it's fine with me. <laughs> All right, Pam, you ready? Okay, three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pam. Happy birthday to you. Yay, yay for Pam. <laughs> Thank you for indulging that weirdness. Uh, we're going to get going with the show because we have 10 other comedians that uh, are going to give you 10 minutes. So I want to thank everyone for being here so far, and uh, you'll see me again. Uh, first on the mic, actually, is going to be Warhol Kaufman. Uh, I have my notes. I have my notes. Warhol. Uh, you can listen to his new comedy album called Dead or Alive on YouTube. Give it up for Warhol. <laughs> Loving the dick, Mike. This is good. This is good stuff. Physical comedy. 
it's weird. It's weird being black in America. Like we don't get invited to auctions anymore. <laughs> we used to get all the invites. <laughs> People say Negroes can't swim, but my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. Oh, that's, they could not get him out of the river. Actually, Negroes can't swim is just the first part of the sign on the whites only pool. Negroes can't swim in this pool. Go drown in the river. If you believe we've been to the moon, then you accept that we only let white men on the moon. So that's on you now. That's your bad now. I went to the mall. I went to Costco. The main difference between Costco and a refugee camp is the savings. <laughs> There's more savings at Costco. I went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. Go fuck yourself. But back in the day, the doctor wouldn't sit you down and say, your son has a peanut allergy. He would just tell you, your son is dead. Would you like a peanut? They're delicious. Went to Trader Joe's. The cashier said to me, 1114. I said, what is R. Kelly's ideal age of consent for 200, Alex? She said, wow. So I'm walking through the mall. This young white teenager makes eye contact with me. Under his breath, he goes, my nigger. A Denzel fan. Exactly. So I was like, what do I do now? Do I chase this kid down? Do I yell at him? Do I fight a child on the security camera? Do I go to prison today? So I figured out my secret weapon. I felt terrible for the rest of the day. That was my secret weapon. Saw this church called St. Kevin's. I grew up Catholic, I was curious. Like, I wonder what Kevin's been up to. So I looked it up, and apparently St. Kevin is most famous because this woman tried to seduce him, so he drowned her. They built him a church. He baptized her to death. And I feel like, I feel like the Virgin Mary was in on it, you know? Like I saw her statue in the courtyard, she looked really smug, she looked like she knew something. I did grow up Catholic. I was an altar boy. Everything you've heard is true. We ring the bells, we light the candles, it's all true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. You can't do that on television. I used to live in West Oakland. They found a human head in the recycling plant two blocks from my house, which is messed up because that's compostable. You're not supposed to do that. Spent some time in Portland. 
A town is too white. It makes my teeth look bad. I like Oregon. Oregon's got the purest white supremacy of anywhere I ever tasted. It's hard to find a job, though. I tried really hard. I applied, I applied like 90 places. Like, I tried to apply to the Ku Klux Klan, but I couldn't fit my resume on one sheet, you know? I'm surprised the Klan hasn't ruined bed sheets and pillowcases for everyone. It did for me, I just started sleeping in white women. I see what the purpose of a clan hood. Like, I don't think it's to hide their racism, you know, like, that's their whole thing. I think the purpose of a clan hood is so that rich clan members don't have to lend money to poor ones the day after the meeting. My ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. Everyone's looking healthy. Everything's looking good. I thought my girlfriend liked cocaine more than she liked me. And I was right, because she didn't dump coke yesterday. I'm actually a proud father. No, that kid was aborted, too. I heard something so crazy recently. I just found out it's so crazy. Do you want to know? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's so crazy. I just found out. Apparently, um, just from a legal standpoint, you guys like Bernie? No, you don't like Bernie? Yeah. I, I love Bernie, dude. I love, I love Bernie Madoff so much. <laughs> I love Bernie Madoff. Apparently, from a legal standpoint, if you kill two people, Nancy Pelosi is president. Like if you murder two people. Like, I don't know if abortion is murder, but I know killing every conservative politician is murder. But if you kill two people, Nancy put all right. <laughs> I just realized I should stop calling my brother a motherfucker. <laughs> I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. <laughs> Poverty's like quicksand. It drags you down. It's hard to build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. <laughs> Daphne Dorman, rest in peace. I know, it's serious. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix. I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar. He can't latch a freaking window. Like, Eric Clapton's baby mama must be so mad at him for that unplugged version of Layla. Some things are unforgivable. So, I heard there was a shooting at YouTube, but I haven't seen the footage. They found the Golden State Killer. 30 years, someone was murdering people all over California for 30 years. Who knew it was the police? <laughs> Who could have predicted? I realized at one point that my grandmother 
was in DC for the entire civil rights movement. So the next time I saw her, I had to ask, Grandma, what was it like? You were there for the March on Washington. You were there for the I Have a Dream speech. What was it like? She said, oh, your grandfather wasn't interested in all that. I'm really inspired by the civil rights movement. So much so, I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Rosa Parks going down on Baird Rustin. He's got a black power fist up Malcolm's ass. <laughs> I can go all day. Angie Davis is in the corner, just writing a manifesto on her clit. Coretta Scott King. All right. Thank you. All right, keep it going for Warhol, please. Keep, keep it going for Warhol, I can't speak. Oh, man. <laughs> it's amazing to get up here. There's, a, there's really no way to get up here easily unless I jump really high. Oh, uh, we have nine more comics to go, uh, so we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, next up on our stage is gonna be Mike Nordstrom, who's coming from Santa Cruz. He has a show called The Roaring Donkey in Petaluma, and he hosts a podcast on iTunes with Chris Ferdinandson, 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 son, uh, called Like an Adult. So if you like his 10 minutes, check out his podcast. Thank you, uh, Mike Nordstrom. Oh, it's great to be here. I drove down or up. I don't know. I drove here from Santa Rosa. It was a great drive. Driving back's going to suck, though. Because are you ever driving late at night and there's a car in your rearview mirror and you're thinking, it might be following me? But then do you ever have the roles reversed when you're driving behind someone late at night and you're thinking that they're thinking that you might be following them? But like, you have nowhere else to be, right? So fuck it, maybe take some extra turns you wouldn't usually take. I don't know, follow them home, steal their cat, add it to your collection. Whatever you have time for, nice lady. Whatever you have time for. Yeah, no, I drove down here. That's all I did today, I drove down. I had to do it like adult shit, I had to go to a grocery store, buy groceries, that didn't happen. You look like an adult. Where do you go grocery shopping? You go to Trader Joe's, look at you, all fancy fancy. Not me, I'm a trash person. I go to Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. <laughs> grocery Outlet Bargain Market is the Florida of grocery stores. No other place can you go to and see an obese white woman wearing juicy sweatpants yelling at another obese white woman in juicy sweatpants, calling her the N-word over a DiGiorno pizza. There's no other place. It's not delivery, it's white trash. It's white trash. But no, I'm glad I drove out here. Drove to the city of peace, love, and drugs. So many drugs. You guys are like, guys, give it up for drugs real quick, right? Yeah. Like heroin. Like heroin? I don't know. You just want to be a sleepy person hanging out in a dark cluttered room with other sleepy people. Heroin could be for you. Whippets. Guys, give it up for whippets. Am I right? Hell yeah. 
Let me tell you, fine people of San Francisco, nothing is like a nice cold whippet after a long day of stealing from the Salvation Army. It's the perfect, just hanging out with your boys outside of like an abandoned circuit city, just having a time. And cocaine. Guys, give it up for cocaine, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's cool, because without cocaine, the show Shark Tank would have never existed. <laughs> Shark Tank is 100% fueled by uncut Peruvian. And do you know how Shark Tank started as a show? There was a TV producer. He was high as fuck on an airplane. Just doing bumps of coke on the middle aisle seat. And he was flipping through a Sky Mall magazine. And he was like, this, this could be a show. And then they made Sky Mall magazine the show, named it Shark Tank, and thank God they did. Because we have so many great products to thank them for. Dog lingerie, thank you, cocaine. <laughs> Vertical hammocks, thank you, cocaine. A vest that men can wear that has female titties on it so you can fondle yourself? Thank you, cocaine. It's called a vitty or a vrest. They're coming out in May. I don't know. Even like the hosts of the show, the sharks of the show, Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful, both sound like drug kingpins in a 1990s Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, I don't know. Coffee, like coffee's a drug. I don't drink coffee. Because why take a half measure when a full measure is needed? That's why I do lines of PCP off my stepdad's hunting knife. 100 times the energy. 100% less productivity. I'm just too busy, you know, scratching scabs, pawning stereo equipment, and stealing from a Salvation Army. I don't know. But, like, caffeine's cool, and different people drink different kinds of caffeine. Like people who drink Rockstar, they have all, or they have none of the talent or fame as actual rock stars, but they have all of the ego and sexual assault allegations of one. Monster, people who drink Monster own at least one WWE t-shirt. They have a bunch of loose condoms they just stole from Planned Parenthood. And they love their stepdad, which is nice. <laughs> which is nice. And there's a new energy drink out in the market. It's called Bang. Have you guys heard of Bang energy drink? No, nobody? It's famous. They're not fa it's in the stores, I should say. <laughs> now, you have to be 18 years old to buy Bang. You have to be 18 years old to buy a gun. <laughs> what the fuck's in that energy drink? And what happens when these kids start dying from Bang Energy Drink? The headlines will get very, very confusing. Another kid goes out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. It's an exercise drink. Like you drink it and you fucking squat around or you do something. Work out. Arr! And I've been trying to get in shape recently. And so I'm trying some new methods, um, like alternative exercise, not just going to the gym. I saw this thing I'm trying. It's working out really well. You may have heard of it. It's called kidnapping. <laughs> Holy shit. I lost 90 pounds. The parents also lost 90 pounds. It was a win-win. And there's so many different ways to do it. 
You want to work out strength, a little bit of heavy lifting? Swing by the Mickey D's. Just kettlebell swing that fat fuck right in your van. A little bit of cardio that day? Swing by a track meet. Chase a fucker down with a human-sized butterfly net. Have fun with your workouts, is what I'm saying, San Francisco. Want to do both? Want to do cardio and heavy lifting? Go to the original Mickey D's kid and give him a bang energy drink and just send him loose. <laughs> Have fun with your workouts. I don't know. Sex is weird. Weird transition. Weird transition, I know. But fuck it, we're getting there. Sex is weird. At least it is for me. Because this is who I am all the time. If I'm not up here talking about kidnapping cats or my abnormally long nipple hairs, I'm somewhere else talking about kidnapping cats or my abnormally long nipple hairs. And this voice. This voice does not help. It's not a sexy voice. Can you agree? Not a sexy voice. Right, sir? Sir? Sexy voice? I think not. Like, I want to do a little test for you guys. Can everyone please close their eyes? Please, close your eyes, just listen to my voice. I'm gonna take you on a journey. Let me take you there. It's a guided meditation of sorts. Shh, shh, just listen. I'm on top of you. Keep your goddamn eyes closed, sir. We are making sweet, sweet, passionate, consensual love. Keep your fucking eyes closed. You, already disappointed. <laughs> You're saying things to yourself like, wow, he is not pacing himself at all. Keep your goddamn eyes closed. You're saying things to yourself like, wow, he has abnormally long nipple hairs. And I can see you aren't enjoying yourself. And so I try to vibe up, close your goddamn eyes. Keep them closed. Now I can see you aren't enjoying yourself, so I try to vibe up the mood. I try to bring it up, Marvin Gaye it up. And so I try to dirty talk. I'm like, hey, uh, baby, how do you like that hard penis inside of your wet vagina? <laughs> Okay, you guys can open your eyes now. That's not sexy, you guys. That's not a sexy voice. The only sound less sexy than my voice is the sound she makes when she's choking on my abnormally long nipple hairs, you guys. <laughs> gross, everybody. That's a gross joke. You guys are having fun tonight? Guys, give them mutiny radio, everybody. Right? You're out here. I'll leave it on this one. Um, I was having sex with my girlfriend the other night. I was really close to coming, way too early. And so I thought of my grandmother's tits. And then I came instantly, and now I have a completely different problem. Guys, thank you so much. I've been Michael Nordstrom. You need a shorter path to the mic. Give it up for Mike Nordstrom. Excellent set. Man. I, I am semi-erect now from that bit. <laughs> I had my eyes closed. Did you have your eyes closed? Did it work for you? Nothing? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to keep the show going. I'm going to bring up our next comic. His name is 
Jared Holly. Jared Holly, give it up for Jared Holly, please. That's enough of that shit. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jet. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about myself. My middle name is Earl. Moving on. So, I watched the news, and I know this might be a little late, but I recently just blew the case open. I know exactly what happened, and it's time for me to share it with you. Does everybody remember Jeffrey Epstein? We found him dead. Everybody was worried, was it the Clintons? Was it the Trumps? I know who did it. It was OJ. <laughs> Follow me, okay? Think about it. The Trumps, the Clintons, they've been free for years. OJ gets on Twitter, Twitter for three months, and he's gone. I'm just saying, we're putting the dots together. Next joke. Two nuns push on a bar. He converts! That's an Inquisition joke. A horse walks up to a philatelist. He looks him hard in the face. He licks him and he says, how do you like it? <laughs> That's a stamp collecting joke. Black man gets pulled over by the police tonight at 11. That's, that's just sad. Uh, I didn't really have a punchline for that one, but I wanna talk to you guys. Does anybody in here play video games? You like them? Yeah, I hear one. Does anybody know the game Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, it's a great game. It's stupidly difficult for a game that you fight with Donald and Goofy. It's, it's Disney. I just left today. I spent three hours getting my ass whooped by Hades and Hercules. It's so goddamn hard. Cerberus haunts my nightmares. Ugh. And it's just, it's one of those things, you know, and nostalgia is all the rage right now. I mean, anybody here love DuckTales? I'm, I, you better. I, I, I should have heard a, a woo, but I didn't. I'm a little disappointed. It's fine. It's fine. We'll get past this. But there's a new DuckTales series out. If you haven't been watching it, you're wrong, because it's great. Uh, David Tennant is currently playing Scrooge McDuck. And oh my god, they actually got a Scotsman to do it. It's fucking fantastic. And Webigail is the scariest little bitch you've ever seen. She's constantly in the background, just with a grappling gun, like, I'll take care of it. <laughs> And I'll tell you, if you really like cartoons, the one you need to be watching is She-Ra. Does anybody remember She-Ra from the 80s? That's right, yeah, She-Ra, He-Man's sister. The new one is fucking dope. 
It is the gayest thing I've ever seen and enjoyed, and I'm including lesbian porn. I mean, Jesus Christ. The first season ends where they sweep away the enemy with a giant rainbow. There's a whole episode about the black guy coming out to his parents as straight. I mean, it's fantastic. And cartoons today, they, they are nothing like the Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up with, rest in peace. I don't know if you knew the CW took the last one off in 2005. There are no more Saturday morning cartoons. Let's have a moment of silence for Garfield the Cat. And SWAT Cats, you know you can find that shit on YouTube? You ever heard of it? The Radical Squadron. It's these two cats who are in a city full of cat people and they tried to join the military and the military said, fuck off! And they were like, well fuck you, we're Americans. We're gonna go build a jet in the dump out of spare parts and we're gonna use that to blow the fuck out of your enemies because we are radical. Whole totally thing made to sell toys. It's a, all uh, a jip off of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is fantastic. And again, as far as reboots are concerned, you should be watching the 2003 Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's crazy. Everyone shows up. Bebop, Rocksteady, Splinter gets murdered. I mean, the shit gets real. I can't, I can't believe they murdered Splinter on a Saturday morning cartoon. I cried. I had to go to work, man. That sucked. Ugh. Now they got Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. This is a weird movie, weird concept, but you know, Batman will fight anybody, apparently. <laughs> and uh, you know, with Batman, I think about DC, and uh, I'm a huge comic fan. I love all things comic books, superheroes, but I have a problem with the movies that are out because they are far too White, white, that's the word I'm looking for. I mean, really, there are more out there than just these crackers, I promise you. Let me tell you about Black Superman. Y'all ever heard of Icon? Icon is the dopest thing ever. It's an alien who crash lands on Earth as an adult. He's like 30 when he crashes, but he's so injured that the ship transforms him into a baby of the first thing that finds him. And guess what finds him? A slave! He lands in the slave south, and he just survives. It's just a black dude who's been around like, fuck this, since then. And now he's like this super conservative lawyer in New York, right? And uh, these kids decide to rob his house. Well, these kids, while they're robbing him, he, and he uh, confronts them. One of them shoots him. They freak out. They think he's dead. And then he comes floating out of the house just like, put my shit back. And they're like, oh God, what the fuck? The boy's like, ah. The other dude's like, ah. And the little girl goes, huh. And shows up at his fucking job the next day. Like on his lunch break, it's just like, so nigga, you mean to tell me you got superpowers? What the fuck are you doing with your life? Fight crime, motherfucker. And he's like, uh, I guess you're right. And so he gives her a belt that gives her the best power you can give a little black girl. It's the power to talk the most shit and no one can hit you. It's a shield. <laughs> the more you hit her, the stronger the shield. So she's just like, fuck you, nigga. That's why your dick's small. <laughs> Nothing. And then she fights crime while pregnant. Tell me that's not forward thinking. <laughs> They've got all sorts of superheroes out there. There's this one Korean dude. His name is Zombie. He tried to survive because he injected himself with nanites. And now he's sad because he eats people. It's really interesting. There's a transgender superhero out there named Cobalt. And it's this cop who he transitions into she, is no longer allowed to be promoted, and then on the next case that she gets, is slowly being trained 
to become the spirit of vengeance and just start murdering people all through the city. Just like, fuck you! It's like Teeth, the sequel. Does anybody know Teeth? Teeth Vagina Dentata? It's, it's a weird movie. <laughs> it's about this girl who for some reason is very rape friendly, like it just keeps happening to her. And uh, eventually her vagina fights back and it just starts biting niggas dicks off. <laughs> It's, the whole movie is people trying to molest her, getting their dicks or fingers ripped off, and then she goes into her secret dick cove and just releases it like, and then just like drops it like a collection. And the whole movie ends with her as like this vigilante Avenger just sitting on a bus like, the next creeper gets it. Who wants it? Cha! Cha! All right. So I just got the light. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, this is William Shakespeare's rendition of your last Tinder date. To fuck? Oh, not to fuck. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to smash that which hath been smashed by such a multitude, or to take myself within myself and by myself to stroke it, to stroke, to wank, to knuckle shuffle alone. And by such a shuffle, we mean to say, to self-stimulate those thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis an ejaculation devoutly to be wished, to bust, to come, to come perhaps to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's the rub. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jared. Was, that was a wonderful show. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen some Shakespeare, but I've never seen that Shakespeare. I, I honestly find Shakespeare boring, but do, like, I would go to your Shakespeare in the creepy, creepy park at night show. <laughs> that was excellent. Uh, thank, give it up for Jared Holly, please. Give it up for Jared Holly. Uh, our next contestant on our game show, uh, she is the reason why we're all here, and the lights are on, and... Everything's going great, and uh, I swear to God, we're gonna get the cake sliced up and out for everyone. I'm just waiting for her to not be so busy. Uh, she runs Mutiny Radio, where we all are, where you can stream or download thousands of comedy shows and podcasts every day. Uh, not, they're not all every day, but you know, we have there's a bunch, including some of mine that from the past. You should look it up. <laughs> and uh, once again, the fifth annual Co uh, Mutiny Radio County Festival is coming up in March, so uh, you should go to that, or you should sign up to be a sponsor if you have a lot of money. Then when you have a lot of money. Who has a lot of money here? No? No one has the money here? <laughs> All right. Uh, happy birthday and welcome to the stage, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Keep it going for Chris Holstein. Yay, putting this whole thing together. Hooray. Someone else's smartphone is up here next to my dumb phone. My dumb phone feels worse. I had the day off on Thursday. I don't know who else, anybody have a day off lately? Isn't that nice? <laughs> right? I had the day off with my boyfriend. Ooh. He did the sexiest thing. Laundry. He did all of the laundry. <laughs> Things are so clean now. I feel so good about it. I, uh, I turned 45 the other day, and I haven't uh, had a period in two months. We can clap for that. I'm never going to have a baby. <laughs> Yay! Oh, 
was it hot in San Francisco the past couple weeks so you can all feel what hot flashes feel like? Yay, that's my life now. It's only been two months, and it's like, oh, this lasts for six years? Strap your asses in. We're going to be talking about menopause for a while now, assholes. <laughs> no one talks about it. I'm going to talk about it. If It's so funny, right, because language is political, and it's called menopause. <laughs> Uh, I get it. Men are pausing on me now. They're like, oh, geez, she's so... But like if men went through menopause, there would be like refrigerators on every corner that you could just like get into for whatever reason during the day. Like I'm sweating for no reason. There would be, and you know, I used to wear period pads. I need to make a new shirt where there's like period pads that swoke up the sweat like in my I mean I am sweating I wake up in the middle of the night and I thought I peed myself nope I'm I'm not wet and horny it's sweat it's I guess it's like externally and internally wet I've been smelling for 24 year old comedians I lost my sense of smell I can't smell anything but I'm still like you have big thighs I've never, I've never wanted a baby before, but suddenly, wow, I want to have sex with everyone. You, you, you aren't even dudes. I'm going to do it anyway. doesn't matter. I'm going through menopause. Ah, men are pausing on me. How about women? Hey, are we still good, ladies? It's going to be fine. Nobody talks about it. I'm like, I got to write some fucking jokes. I, I used to be a cheerleader for God. <laughs> There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Ra. 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 I'm very tired. I used to be. I used to be able to do handstands and cartwheels, and now I'm like, oh, I can barely get out of bed. I really enjoyed that TED talk about Marvel comics from you. That was really f- fun because I was like, I just learned a lot about stuff I didn't. Cool. Maybe I can have a radioactive baby at 50. That, won't that be cool and it'll take care of me th- for the rest of my life? Is that what we want? I want like a Benjamin Button. I like want him to come out with all the money and take care of me and then at the end we'll just snuggle together like a baby kitten. I'm actually excited about menopause because I've always wanted to get a tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its disuse, you know, of like a tiny fetal skeleton kitten a kitten I guess the only thing I'd ever want to birth is a kitten like a tiny kitten it's funny with kittens actually they are born with all of their teeth they call cats pussies yet they have eight nipples and they can have babies with teeth on them teeth nobody teeth I'm a Marxist uh things get confusing for me because um Women, when they have babies, go through labor. <laughs> but it's not paid at all. And like single moms are demonized in some way. I'm like, they have so much more labor. <laughs> they went through labor, they do labor, but they're worthless. Fuck your face. Like, why? Why do we hate single moms so much? They work 15 times harder than everyone else, so we hate them. Why? You know what I learned about the 2016 election? Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. <laughs> everyone hates women. Fuck those bitches, right? Can't let them be in charge of anything because there'll be like peace. Does everyone love the sound overhead lately? 
I had to like hang out with my cat and like snuggle him on Wednesday and Thursday to be like, I know this is your first time with this military dick in your asshole, but it's gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. He's like, I just don't understand like why we can cancel everything else. Like we can cancel art programs because there's just no money. Why can't we cancel Fleet Week? I'm sorry, there's just no money. We have to give the 8,500 homeless people, half of which are over 50 in San Francisco, a place to sleep. <laughs> every time, I'm, I don't want to TED talk it, but every time you see one of those planes for the past couple days, when one plane is in the sky, it's a million dollars worth of fossil fuels. It costs a million dollars in gas to have our military dick in the sky. And anyone from Afghanistan hears that shit and they're like, Wah! we're gonna die, PTSD, we're all gonna die. But we're like, oh, our military dick is so hard, I love it. Planes in the sky. When do we get, I just want Elizabeth Warren to be president and be like, all right, just, you know what, we just don't have money this year because we have to give everyone Medi-Cal, yay. Or Andrew Yang, like, we just don't have money this year so we can give everyone $1,000, yay. If we canceled Fleet Week, we'd all have $1,000, like right now in our pockets. We could do Sorry, I'm a Marxist. I'm like, oh, labor is real. <laughs> I am a feminist. I don't want to call myself a feminist. I'd rather call myself a cunt face or something much more palatable. Uh, but I have to call myself a feminist because words are political, right? Like, I'm a female. I'm a person. I'm a human. <laughs> we are all people. <laughs> I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So. I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. <laughs> you can spell, yay! You're a witch! You can read! Ah! Feminism is actually spelled with an I. Like, I am a feminist. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, language is so political. Oh, no. I don't get to do it anymore, and I love it. My underwear have never been happier, but men's straight. It's the one thing you can literally never do. And you put your name all over it. Menstruate. And you think it's gross. Oh, it's so gross. We're going to put our name on it because we got to own everything. <laughs> but language isn't political. When we have sex for the first time, what do we break? Our hymen. Hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. Yay. Hymen. Hi. We've already gone through menopause. Well, not you, but me. It's so terrible. <laughs> it's so scary. But honestly, like my underwear have never been cleaner. It's, it's really amazing. I love feminism because uh, a lot of women, like, I don't know, read books and shit or burned bras in the 70s so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Uh, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. meaty thing that happens I am never embarrassed to be naked on stage because I have so much pubic hair it's like a hair skirt <laughs> you can't see anything it's a hair skirt it's like all the way whoa hey I'm popular <laughs> uh, I since 2002 uh, guys have been trying to stick their balls in my mouth I don't know if this has been well when did it come on the menu like I grew up in the I mean I'm 45 so like I'm old so all of a sudden in 2002 what ball where did these come from they're in my mouth all right so I say, let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. Uh, so if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff <laughs> and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, 
because if I'm gonna have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> S'more dick, please. <laughs> Less balls. S'more dick. I, uh, I've always wanted to be with an uncircumcised guy because I want to pull up his dick. I want to pull that foreskin up over that dick. I want to put whiskey in that foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. You have to clean out all that schmegma. So. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to my jokes. I've been Pam Benjamin. Yay! Yay, bye! <laughs> It's, it's not whiskey dick, but it's a rainbow cake. It's so pretty, it's so many colors. Give it up for Pam Benjamin! That set makes me thirsty for whiskey. <laughs> um, housekeeping, I am gonna slice up more of that cake for everyone. Uh, I don't know where we're gonna put it. But you seriously need to eat it, because I, I, I'm not going to take it home. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Pam has room in her fridge for that. Um, how y'all doing? You guys are doing all right? Yeah. yeah, you having fun? Thank you so much for coming out on Saturday night. I uh, hope you all had a pleasant fleet week. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's uh, hard to find things to enjoy in the world right now. But, uh, you know, weird chaos in the sky, and we're doing comedy tonight. Um, is our next performer ready? All right. <laughs> oh my God, and I left my notes on the table. Our next comedian has a podcast uh, that is called That's Not Gravy. Uh, it's available on iTunes and Stitcher. I listen to it. I, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's nice like insider, inside baseball into the world of comedy. And uh, you also get to hear some like, really fucked up stories about, um, well, I don't want to give it away. You should listen. Uh, and he hosts First Friday's Comedy in stand at Stand Up Oakland. Uh, I've never been. <laughs> I never go to the East Bay. Uh, give it up for Jason Cole, please. Jason Cole. <laughs> uh, somebody's phone is up here. I'm going to steal it. Hell yeah, cool. I guess you probably should leave this here. What? A musician, a burned out musician turned to comedy? Oh my god. This thing is so short. Let's get the energy up. <laughs> Thank you. Chris Holstein, give it up for him. He has the most un-Asian name all of ever. <laughs> you know, a lot of Jewish people came through Ellis Island and they changed their last name from Holstein. <laughs> to hologram or hologram. <laughs> Guys, I can't stay long. As you can tell by my outfit, I'm going to be directing a gangbang on a sailboat later <laughs> at midnight. We're looking for extras. I'm holding uh, auditions at the Red Lobster. Bring a, <laughs> bring a snorkel and a banana. Come on. Banana. Snorkel optional. All right. Uh, you guys are good. Um, uh, the comedians are getting older. <laughs> Keeping the white, the white comedians are getting whiter and older, guys. It's fun. What you're really thinking is, since when did Sting start doing stand-up? Yeah. Sting, I look stung. I get it. Look like Sting without health insurance. Yes. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so lonely. 
so lonely. Oh, good times. I'm actually in a pretty good mood. I started uh, dating my therapist, my massage therapist. <laughs> she doesn't speak much English, but boy, can she churn butter, you know? All right. <laughs> I call that joke the coin toss because it works 50% of the time. It's on, that joke is on a roller coaster ride of emotions. It did good in an all-black room two weeks ago. So this is on you. <laughs> I don't even want to finish this joke. It's so dumb. It's so new. All right. What I, where was I? Churning butter. Here we go. I'm going to switch to margarine. I'm just <laughs> That's her sister's name. All right. The joke is still going. I'm working it out. How does that joke end? Ah, I hate that joke. Next. You guys are good. I smoked a lot of pot before this. Who's on pot right now? A round of applause. Come on. Wave your 12 hands. It's all quiet. Yeah, save your energy for the food truck, guys. I got to be honest, mutiny, uh, full recreational legalization didn't affect me. I always used marijuana medically under close supervision of a doctor, Pepper, you know, like a big gulp or <laughs> Slurpee. <laughs> I smoked pot for my anxiety. I get anxiety. I, have, I get very anxious when I drive drunk. All right, look, don't. <laughs> don't drive drunk and stone, kids. Okay. Pick one. Focus. <laughs> Millennials, focus on that problem. No one likes to show off. <laughs> yeah, I drove, I drove, grew up in the 80s, or I was supposed to grow up in the 80s. A lot of drunk driving back then. There was this thing on the news maybe two, three weeks ago. There was people were filming a guy who fell asleep in his Tesla on autopilot in L.A. L.A. traffic, he's completely asleep. All these people next to him, you know, live streaming, filming. Some of them are driving. Look how dangerous that is. Anyway, so I'm watching this. Then the guy's asleep. He's, he's clearly napping, and the car is driving perfectly. And I'm thinking, you know, I grew up in the 80s. We had a lot of drunk driving. You know who was driving when I fell asleep behind the wheel listening to Night Ranger? My foot. That's all. That's not good. Would you rather have my foot or a car developed by a nerd? All right. I should stop trying all this. I'll blame it on new material or not my inability to be a very good comedian. How's it going? Young people. Good. I am from the future. <laughs> don't do drugs. I mean, do drugs, don't do all the drugs. <laughs> I'm actually 23. Yeah, it's, I don't wear sunblock. Red lives matter. I have, uh, I have rosacea, that's fun. There's white privilege for sure, but there's levels. <laughs> there's levels to white privilege. Although I did go at open mic two weeks ago in Alameda, uh, right in front of a bar, uh, it's the main road, the Webster through town, well lit, four stop sign thing with a clear sign that I didn't see, no U-turn. I flipped a huge U-turn directly front in front of a cop. I'd had one beer and was completely stoned, white in my car. He pulls up next to me, gets on the speaker and goes, hey, no U-turns there, and drives off. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had very big rims? and different colored skin, how different that would have been. I mean, I don't know anything about Alameda, but that's my woke joke, and I will, I will admit that's privilege, but I haven't been late in three years. So there's levels <laughs> to white privilege. <laughs> Coming up on my song, I have a guitar, we're gonna close with a song. Are we, are, you, are we having fun? You guys are awesome. I love young people. Who here is living life with no regrets? God bless you, <laughs> Coachella. Yoga stands at Machu Picchu. I get you. You're living life with no regrets. I, God damn, I hate you. You know, <laughs> I've thought of three new regrets since I started this sentence, all right? <laughs> I'm wearing white shoes with no laces. I'm violating my don't wear white shoes to San Francisco because of the massive feces problem rule. 
I should be wearing my boots. All right, you guys ready for a song? Well, you guys have been awesome. Make sure you listen to my podcast. I'm going to talk all about this. It's That's Not Gravy. Hey, and that's not tuned. Cool. <laughs> so this song... This is a story, a song about my life in comedy. It's called Smashing Puss 24-7. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, uh, we do shows, and it's great when people are expecting a comedy show. Like, you guys paid money. People buy advanced tickets, and we do them at cool clubs. And then there's shows where people don't know a comedy show is starting at a bar. Right, we know that. And a lot of times it's really good. And what I mean is really bad. <laughs> All right, and I can't sing either. This is just for fun, guys. Uh, this is about playing shows where people aren't expecting a show. You guys are awesome. It's called Hey Did You Know? And I'm going to fuck this up. I've never played this before. Here we go. Tuesday night, drinking with your friends at your favorite neighborhood bar. When in walks a tweaker, he's carrying a speaker and sets it down right where you are. And it's worse than you thought cause you're sitting in the spot where he wants to put the microphone. How could you have known? Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show and it's starting five feet away? It's way too loud, the host is yelling at the crowd and at the end they're gonna ask you to pay. Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show and now you're trapped, nowhere to go? La, 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 la. <laughs> Wednesday night, you're on a hot date at your favorite neighborhood bar. It's going well, and what the hell? The comic starts talking to her And it's worse than you think Cause all his jokes stink And then he blames it all on you There's nothing you can do Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show And it's gonna be three hours long We got drug addict, drunks, geeks, creeps, and punks What could possibly go wrong? Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show and you're still trapped, nowhere to go? Anybody here celebrating anything? <laughs> What's the deal with dating apps? Make sure you tip your bar and wait staff. Come on. Where are my married couples at? All right, I'm going to leave you with this. Thursday night, it's do or die for your favorite sports ball team. You're drinking in seven, you're drinking in heaven, watching game seven when some comic starts turning off the screens. And it's worse than you, th 
turning off screen. And as the as the TVs turn to black, some ass hat in the back that begs you not to go. Cause you're just in time for the amateur open mic improv prop comic show. Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show and now the microphone smells like a fart? They joked about raping, jerking off, and vaping, and they try to pass it off as art. Hey, did you know you're at a comedy show? Now they're passing around a chip, chip, trip. Tip jar. Hey, they want my money, but they weren't very funny. Who the fuck do they think they are? Hey, did you know that was a comedy show? And we're gonna be here every week. Thank you. My name is Jason Cole. Keep it going for Jason Cole. And just a reminder, all other comedians will be have to perform a song. <laughs> it's only fair, right? <laughs> you gotta get to the next level. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Uh, our next comedian hosts a show every first Wednesday at Dobbs Bar in Hayes Valley. That's in this city. Uh, and you can find him on Instagram at Kelly Evans Comedy. That's Kelly with a K-E-L-L-Y, Evans Comedy. Give it up for Kelly Evans! Give it up for your host, huh? Yeah. Doesn't he need glasses, huh? <laughs> if I have to look at him fucking do this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Jesus Christ. All right, everybody, how you doing? Huh? Yeah. I'm good. Uh, so since I started comedy about a year ago, a lot of my comic friends have taken to calling me the handsome comic, uh, which tells you a lot about the beauty standards in comedy. Very low. They are very low. I have never been called handsome in my life. Uh, the thing about it is, is like handsome is supposed to be a compliment, though. Uh, but it doesn't mean the same thing as hot, all right? Handsome is attractive uh, for the Great Depression. That's what handsome is. <laughs> like, I'm Dust Bowl sexy. That's, which is easy because all you got to do is look like you have food. That's it. That's, that's what Dust Bowl sexy is. Yeah? No? No starvation jokes working here? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, somebody after a show actually told me I look like John Hamm's cousin. Which, if you know anything about cousins, uh, they rarely look like that person. They almost, <laughs> not really a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suffer from depression. I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but it's uh, uh, National Mental Health Day. Can we get a round of applause for that, right? Yeah? Cool. Yeah, it's important. Uh, but even though I have depression and... Uh, you know, I have a hard time getting out of bed sometimes. I still relish in the fact that other people are happy, you know? Like, I saw a guy walking down the street the other day, and he's smiling from ear to ear. He's just so happy, right? And I'm just like, man, that's so nice that somebody could be that happy and shows that it's possible, uh, and that, you know, he's just really enjoying it. And also, fuck that guy, you know? <laughs> 
like showing off your fucking happy face. Fuck you, man. I know. I uh, yeah, I get it. I that's I shouldn't think. And I told myself, I'm like, that's petty. You shouldn't think that. You should just like be a better person and like enjoy, you know, like just enjoy it. Uh, but also, I just kind of want to trip him, you know, like. <laughs> To see the look on his face, the confusion as he's like, why did the strange man trip me? <laughs> I need to work on myself. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm really into fast food, too. Yeah, I'm depression and I eat horribly, you know? Could they be connected? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I eat a lot of fast food. Anybody else here a big fan? Yeah? We got the comics, obviously. <laughs> It's funny, as comics, we're supposed to have really good taste for comedy, but also we have horrible taste when it comes to food. We just eat the worst garbage. That is only funny if you're a comic. Um, but yeah, I eat a lot of fast food. The thing about, anybody from San Francisco, you guys live in San Francisco? Does everybody live in the city or are you coming across the bridge? Nobody? Maybe you don't get this. All right. It is very difficult to eat fast food in San Francisco. Seriously, they create so many roadblocks. Like There are only five places in this entire city. I'm serious. Like, you have to pass so many better restaurants to get to fucking Jack in the Box. And then, and then when you get there, they're so mean to you. They are so... Okay, so you go to a Jack in the Box in Walnut Creek or whatever suburban hellscape you're from, and uh, they're super friendly, right? They, like, uh, hand you 18 ketchups, like... <laughs> which is way too many. I bought one burger. I didn't even get fries. Like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with all this? Uh, but then you go to a Jack in the Box in San Francisco, and they are openly hostile to you. <laughs> There's like, they, you walk in, and they're like, what do you want? What? Um, uh, eight, eight tacos? Eight tacos? That is, you got problems, man. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. And then, God forbid, you have to go to the bathroom in this place. Have you been to a fast food restroom lately? It's not like there are so many layers of security. I don't know what they are hiding. What are they protecting in there? What's going on? Like, I have to go to the counter to get a key, and it's attached to some pretentious utensil, like a three-foot ladle for some reason. I got to take that to the door, and then I got to download an app. Now, there's an app that I got to get so I can put the passcode in to open the door, but then three scrolls unroll, and there's a riddle on each one, and now I got to answer riddles. I was never good at riddles. And then a troll steps out, and he's like, I demand your first board. I'm like, fuck it, man, take him. I am crowning. Just please take him. And then you get in there, and it's just a door to another bathroom. That is... Anyway, so I pooped in the parking lot, is my point. Really put that bag to use, you know? <laughs> that 10 cents came handy. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Anybody else grow up in the 80s? 80s babies? 80s babies? That is depressing. <laughs> I got three people. That's actually a record. Usually it's one. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, and uh, I'm sure even if you didn't, you are a fan of Back to the Future, right? Back to the Future, great movie. Whoop, whoop, anybody? No? Can we make some noise for Back to the Future? Cool. We got fans. Some of you haven't seen it. That's great. If you haven't seen it, let me describe it for you. It's a story about a boy, a young boy uh, whose best friend is an older man and whose mom repeatedly tries to have sex with him. That is... That is a major plot point in that movie. That's a horrible movie. <laughs> Why do we like that movie? Just because Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's now doesn't mean we have to like that movie, okay? It's okay, all right? To not like that movie. But I mean, like, 
It makes sense because all 80s movies sucked. All like family-friendly 80s movies were horrible. Splash has Tom Hanks uh, fuck a mermaid, okay? Howard the Duck, a duck fucks a person. And I'm pretty sure E.T. fingered that boy. Just <laughs> why, why else highlight it, you know? But it makes sense, right? Like because uh, everybody in Hollywood in the 80s was on so much blow, just uh, insane amounts of blow. Producers, directors, the best boy, like he was our best boy. What happened? Nobody reads movie credits? Seriously, people, best boys, they are a gaff. Uh, anyway, that's not the point, all right? Yeah, but everybody was on a lot of cocaine. The cartoons were even worse. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? He-Man, Master of the Universe? Yeah? No? Okay. I just imagine what was the conversation that got this greenlit, right? Like, what was going on in that producer's office that day? Like, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're going to take like an Amish boy, right? And then we're going to turn him into like a really oiled up leather daddy. We're going to put a leather harness on him. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> He'll ride a tiger. Fucking awesome. Speedos. Fuck me boots. Yes, we're going to make so much money. <laughs> What the fuck is that? How much cocaine does it take to make that sound like a good idea? Eight grams. Eight grams is the, on the dot. I don't know why I know that, but uh, it sounds believable, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's not talk about my past. Uh, I... Uh, Actually, my mom bought me a 23andMe. We're, we're doing rapid segues into different conversations, all right? Uh, cocaine and then mom. And actually, they have a lot in common. Uh, my mom bought me a 23andMe for Christmas. Are you guys all familiar with this? Is everybody... Yeah, you've done this. I'm sure you've heard people talk about it. It's the genetic test. They take your genes, and then they fucking clone you. Did you know this? Did you know this? No? Wake up, sheeple. Come on. All right. Yeah, so obviously I let that sit on my uh, shelf for about eight months. Uh, and then I realized I come from alcoholic potato people with weak ankles. Like, they're not, <laughs> nobody's cloning us. Like, seriously, that's not happening. So I did it. I did it. I did the uh, test. And uh, what I found out was uh, supposed to be spit in the vial. What? <laughs> that's my bad, you know? Yeah, take a second. There you go. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that's not the first time they got semen in the mail, you know, like, I do feel a little bad for those lab techs, though, like, semen again, are you fucking, god damn it, my pants, my pants, actually, that's it, that's all I got, I'm gonna finish on semen, so thank you very much, everybody, you've been a wonderful audience, have a great night, welcome back to your host. Keep clapping for Kelly Evans, please. Kelly Evans. <laughs> he told me to plug his Instagram and then made fun of me for reading his Instagram handle on stage. <laughs> not cool. I take it back. Do not follow him on Instagram at Kelly Evans Comedy. You got that? Just strike that from the record. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. I didn't want to mess up your handle. Uh, our next comic didn't give me an intro, but I have seen her at many shows, and she's hilarious, and she has exported her comedy all the way from here to across the Pacific Ocean to lands foreign that I've never dared to travel to. Uh, she's going to tell you all about it. Her name is Jean Yee! Jean Yee! Hello. 
really wish I'd given him an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chinese. So I do play an instrument. <laughs> the gong. <laughs> no. Actually, let's get together as a crowd. I want everyone to guess on the count of three what instrument I play. On the count of three, what instrument do I play? Everyone has to guess. One, two, three. Any, who said violin? Make some noise. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Who said piano? Make some noise. Also racist. <laughs> and correct. <laughs> so uh, I heard we were required to do a song up here. And I've exported one to many foreign lands that Chris has no ideas of. So I am going to rap for you. Who wants to hear another rap? From a less legitimate source. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do Kanye West Gold Digger. Because I am. <laughs> Single men, make some noise. Quiet and terrified. <laughs> Just the way I like them. <laughs> All right. This is dedicated to the single men. Uh, I do need some help with the beat, because I didn't bring my own speaker. So I need everyone to clap with me. Everyone has to clap. Here we go. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, and that's as far as I can go in that song. <laughs> Last week, some dude in the audience, a black dude, was like, it's okay, you have a pass, just say it. <laughs> Who wants me to say the N-word? That's right, San Francisco, I just heard your buttholes tighten so much, they punched your tonsils. <laughs> Good. As you can tell, I'm a high school English teacher. <laughs> Hashtag failed Asian. Asians, make some noise. Y'all loud for Asians. <laughs> that was mostly Chris. The rest of you, normal for Asians. <laughs> Asians who are doctors and lawyers, make some noise. And that's why you're here right now. <laughs> My mom is not proud that I'm a teacher. She is not proud. <laughs> She's like, why can't you be more like your brother? He works for a tech company and so tall, five foot four, la. <laughs> not proud. Are there any other teachers in here? Teachers make some noise? Hey, what do you teach, miss? Oh, uh, what grade? Holy motherfuck. <laughs> you can get a round of applause. She's made out of steel, you guys. <laughs> Middle schoolers suck ass, am I right? <laughs> there we go. I bet this is the same in your classroom. I bet it's the same. In my class, there's one number that you can never say. 
You know, you laughed immediately. There we go. I love making people say that out loud. <laughs> you can, wait, how do we know each other here? Is this your sister, your younger sister? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever imagine your daughter would be like 69 in a comedy show? That's pretty crazy. She has a lot of other secrets too. <laughs> so 69. You cannot say 69 in the high school class. You cannot. Sometimes I'm like, class, turn to page, um, shit. <laughs> 70. Oh, got it wrong. Turn back a page. <laughs> They're too scared to call me out on that. Actually, no, let's take a vote. Am I the nice teacher or the mean teacher? Who thinks I'm the nice teacher? Make some noise. Not bad. Who thinks I'm the mean teacher? Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'm nice. I will smile at you all year and then flunk your ass. <laughs> and if you really piss me off, parent-teacher conferences, I flirt with your dad. <laughs> you can have that one. <clears throat> so I'm single. <laughs> Another obvious thing. I've been dating though, but it's hard. Like guys look in my eyes and they're like, oh my God, your eyes are so desperate. <laughs> I think I'm too picky. I'm too picky. I just want a man who's married. <laughs> so I know he's not afraid of commitment. <laughs> My friend set me up with this white dude last week. Gentrification, am I right? <laughs> she was like, he has an Asian fetish. You can trap this one. <laughs> he didn't like my Hello Kitty outfit. I don't know what was wrong with that. No, but like, seriously, it's so hard to date. Like, why can't you just order a guy? Like, you can order food in a restaurant. Like, we should be able to have that by now. Be like, hello? <clears throat> yes, uh, I, what would you recommend? I'm allergic to gluten and misogyny. <laughs> One person knows what misogyny is in this room right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, can I get some, some guy who's like, smart? but like just a little dumber than me. <laughs> like we can talk politics, but at some point he'll just be like, hey babe, you're right <laughs> about everything. <laughs> My brother is just a little cuter than I am. <laughs> and yeah, your mom can move in, that's cool. <laughs> uh, no, but it's hard to date, it's hard to date. I have self-esteem issues, like I don't, What's this, marriage, girlfriend, cousins? Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she looks so resigned, she was like, it's married. <laughs> so sir, since you're married, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate me? <laughs> wait, 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 wait for the good angle, wait for the good angle. <laughs> he's looking, he's looking, miss, he's looking. <laughs> 
like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm only looking in your beautiful eyes. <laughs> I got one more eye for you to look at right here. <laughs> Quick, do it. Just do it. I got to move on. You did eight. <laughs> and what would you rate your lovely wife? <laughs> that was good. He hesitated for a split second. <laughs> and he was like, I want to sleep in the bed tonight. <laughs> eight is not bad. I don't mind being an eight. I don't mind being an eight. I think I'm like a four. 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> But uh, everyone has one body part that they wish they could change, right? There's just like one thing that you know you you would want you would change if you could. I uh, told this joke in Fresno last night. Don't recommend Fresno. And I was like, I, everyone has one thing you can change, and someone was like, your penis, your penis. <laughs> I was like, no, penis. <laughs> but now I know how to get everyone to check out my camel toe. <laughs> how is it going, ma'am? Is it good? Good. Okay, your daughter knows all about that stuff. So <laughs> someone else is like, your fingers. You hate your fingers. I was like, what's wrong with my fingers? <laughs> they feel great inside of me. <laughs> it's Saturday. Loosen up, you guys. All right. So <laughs> All right, my time's almost up, but I'm going to leave you with this, just like that line in Jason's song. Uh, so all my friends are having babies. Boo, boo for babies. <laughs> if I wanted something pink and wrinkled, it wouldn't be a newborn. I have one friend who's always like, oh my God, it's time for my next breastfeeding. <laughs> breastfeeding. The only thing I want suckling at my breast is a six foot four black man. <laughs> Thanks everyone, I'm Jeannie. Keep clapping for Jean, yay, Jean, Jean. <laughs> Owning that microphone, taking her phone. She's going back to Fresno tomorrow. <laughs> That's a foreign country, right? <laughs> um, I, I have to read this one, okay? This is the next card. Uh, our next comedian, she is on Instagram and YouTube at 365 Days of Drag Names. I was told to read this, by the way, so I didn't make this up. She served hot full of artificial preservatives, and there's a hot cream filling when you put her in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Polly Pop-Tart! Thank you so much. How are we doing tonight? Uh, Chris, can you actually help me out? Can you, um, um, can you help me by raising this? I don't have fingers. Or, let's see if we can try this out. Oh, my dainty little strength is working. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So my name is Polly Pop-Tart, the original drag intro comedian. I've got a great cast for you tonight, and I can't wait to introduce them. But I'm going to need your help. So when I say, oh, oh, you say, is she ready? Let's do a dry run. All right. Oh, oh. Is she ready? Her Torah portion is the classic tale of a bad romance. Welcome to the stage, Lady Synagoga. 
Thank you. Lady Sinagaga is a real queen. I actually might be doing a show with her in New York next month. Thank you. So my first job was as a lifeguard, and it was the best and easiest job in the world. But boy, was it repetitive. Just the same every day. Show up hungover, fall asleep on the stand, clean dead bodies out of the pool. Just always the same. Drag is always different, though, which is why I love it. See. My drag mother taught me everything I know about makeup. And her makeup is so good, she could pull trade from all around the world. Oh, oh? She's the New York queen who's known for rocking a pretty bomb, smoky eye. Welcome to the stage, Nina Levin Towers. <laughs> oh, Nina Levin Towers, thank you so much. Her performances don't always land. I have a very different job these days, though. I work for a genetic testing lab that focuses in women's reproductive health. Specifically, I help women get coverage on their miscarriage or prenatal testing. It's come to my attention that men find pregnant women very sexy. So, to spice up me and my husband's sex life, I've started to act a little pregnant. <laughs> We've had some mixed results. On one hand, saying my nipples were sensitive worked great. Peeing when I laughed, not so much. <laughs> so, you know, working in genetic testing, I've also learned a lot about women's anatomy. Sir, did you know that women have three holes down there? <laughs> Clearly not. It's okay, I didn't either. And my gut reaction was, no way. You must be smoking something. <laughs> oh, oh? Is she ready? She sucked a lot of flamers to earn her third hole. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> Tracy Otomi. <laughs> Thank you. Tracy Otomi is a real queen in Nashville, Tennessee. So I've also learned a lot about genetic conditions working in a genetic testing lab. And for couples that have genetic conditions, sperm donation can be a great option. Sperm donation can also be a great option if you just have an ugly husband. <laughs> I don't know if that's covered under insurance. I do feel bad for women with ugly husbands. I do. Because let's face it, ladies, it doesn't happen the other way around. You're not going to find some fat Walmart shopper named Janet rolling her electric wheelchair down the ramp to Brad Pitt's sex dungeon. Because if it did, I'd be on Amazon buying one immediately. Oh, oh? Is she ready? She's the foreign beauty designed to come exactly when you want her to. Welcome to the stage, Glamazon Prime. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Glamazon Prime couldn't be here. She got arrested for tax evasion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Glamazon Prime didn't get arrested for tax evasion. She got away with it. <laughs> you know, sperm donation is a great option. But, um, you know, it's also a great option for people looking for money. Men can make about $100 per mission for donating their sperm. Women, on the other hand, can make up to $20,000 for donating their eggs.
It might be the only place where being a woman gets you paid more. <laughs> oh, oh? Is she ready? Her 401k is a child support check from her NBA baby daddy. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Dean Amy. <laughs> you know, I tried donating my sperm and was rejected. Turns out there's a limit on the number of sexual partners you can have to prevent the transmission of STDs. Now, I won't give you guys a number, but let's just say I've taken a few too many sperm donations of my own. I had so many sexual partners, I'm not sure that the sperm coming out of my body would have been mine. I had so many sexual partners, I could have opened up my own sperm clinic. Had I opened up my own sperm clinic, though, we might have had some legal liabilities. A lot of donors were anonymous. Hmm. It was a real tough time. Mm. So some women decide that sperm donation is not right for them, which a lot of times is because of religious reasons, which I never understood. See, my Catholic grandmother always told me it is better for your seed to land in the belly of a whore than on the ground. <laughs> I have lived by these words. <laughs> oh, oh. Gay conversion camp turned her from a top to a bottom. Welcome to the stage, Peaches Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Peaches Christ is the real queen in San Francisco. If you know her booking agent, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> you know, I love pregnant women, but kids, eh, kids are another story. This kid the other day called me a McFairy, a McFairy. Do you guys not know what a McFerry is? Translation, McDonald's faggot. <laughs> what was this kid trying to say? That I'm cheap trash enjoyed by homeless people and bodybuilders on their day off? Because if he was, he wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> My bodybuilder husband used to be homeless, and that's the truth. He loves it when I tell that joke. <laughs> In the spirit of this whole uh, musical number, I've decided to prepare one for you as well. And I decided that I needed something that was going to be catchy, familiar, and fairly communicates that I sweat a lot. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear it? Oh, that was weak. Let's try that again. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with the soggy chicken breast? <laughs> I'm still working on my pitch. So as we wrap up today, let me just say that I am all in for making life better for women in this country. Just like I'm all in for going to hell after introducing this next queen. She just had a bunch of children shot up inside her. Welcome to the stage, Sandy Hooker. You know what's actually funny about that is that I told that joke in Livermore two nights ago to a crowd of four people, and there was a woman who came up to me afterward and said, I'm from Sandy Hook. Yeah, silence, that was what I was doing too. And I was prepared with absolutely nothing, with absolutely nothing, this woman was going to annihilate me. But then she said something that I was surprised by. She said, thank you because nobody talks about it anymore, and the area has actually gone through a really huge depression afterward. So thank you for bringing this up. Polly Pop-Tart 2028. Yeah.
All right, I have one more intro for you, and I think you guys are going to like it. Oh, oh. She's here to repossess your job, Mr. President. Welcome to the stage, Elizabeth Warrant. Thank you so much. My name is Polly Pop-Tart, and if you guys want to follow my journey, you can follow me on Instagram at 365 Days of Drag Names. Thank you so much. I'm Polly Pop-Tart. Oh, and I have a gift for you. So because this was my set on fertility, and sperm can be... So stressful for all of us in one form or another. I've gotten you a sperm stress ball. Yay! Yes, Chris, come on up here. This is for you. Yeah. Enjoy. Guys, I came to San Francisco for Fleet Week and I got sperm. I mean, semen. <laughs> Give it up for Bully Pop Tires. <laughs> Wasn't she lovely? That was fun. Puns, yes. <laughs> I, li I like the Sandy Hooker joke. I think that's fine. I, it's not offensive. We got to laugh. Everyone has to laugh. Uh, oh, boy, we're moving right along. Uh, we have two more comics. So are you guys ready to finish out the show? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to go play with my sperm. And uh, I'm going to bring up, she is the funny face from China to California. Give it up for Kathy Z. Hello, everybody. How's your Saturday going? Great. Not so depressed, right? Okay. So my name is Kathy Z. And it's my first time performing in San Francisco. Woo! Yeah, thank you. It's not a joke. <laughs> so I know everybody loves San Francisco, right? Yeah. yeah. The weather of San Francisco, it's really like a bitch. You never know what you should wear or when you should take off your clothes. I actually, I was supposed to perform at the second today, but Chris told me that because I brought in so many friends here, so he let me perform at the very end because, you know, it's like upgrade in an airplane, right? But I didn't pay for that. Thank you for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about airplanes, you know, recently I heard the news, United Airlines, they threw off an old couple from an airplane. I felt pretty good about the news. Because <laughs> for a long time, I thought United Airlines only threw off Asian guys. <laughs> now I know they discriminate against everybody so equally. Yeah. Thank you, United Airlines. <laughs> the last time I took United Airlines, I was diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> Not United Airlines diagnosed me. They didn't provide that service. It's an old guy sitting next to me. So he's an ADHD specialist working in Mountain View. And he himself has ADHD too. So we talked about five hours all the way from San Francisco to New York City. And then he asked me to take medicine. <laughs> but why should I take medicine? I mean, I, if you have ADHD and you don't take medicine, why should I? My ADHD is mild. I, I probably only have mild ADHD. 
No, you don't. Yours is not mild. <laughs> After this diagnosis, my friends here suggest me going back to where I come from. Because Trump doesn't want any immigrant with a pre-existing condition. But I don't want to go back to China. Why should I go back to China? My Chinese English accent makes me feel so special here. This is a feeling I'll never have in China, right? So why should I go back? Unless you put me on a United Airlines airplane, they probably will kick me off somewhere in Hawaii. <laughs> That'll be fun, right? When I first uh, you know, arrived in California, I, I was really struggling because my English was terrible. So one day, I was like walking on the street and I saw a car accident. So I, I called 911. It's my first time calling 911. And they say, how can I help you, ma'am? Uh, uh, a car, a car, uh, fuck another car. <laughs> uh, red water all around, red water all around on the, on the ground. Please, please. Please call the woody, 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 woody car here. <laughs> and 10 minutes later, miraculously, an ambulance came. So I told my friends in China, I said, like, Americans are really smart. They can understand my English. Please don't mess with them. <laughs> so a lot of people want to know how bad my English was. I remember I couldn't pronounce a lot of words like first year in the US, like, I couldn't pronounce the letter I in lick or lip. So my best friend, Chloe, who's also here tonight, <laughs> told me a secret to practice 10 minutes a day. The secret is lick my dick, you prick. 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 Everybody, lick my dick, you prick. Yeah, well done. Yeah, you can all pronounce that. Yeah. So then I know how to pronounce lick and dick. So I decided to do stand up comedy. Now, lick and dick, that's all stand up comedy about, right? So I told my Chinese mom that I want to be a stand-up comedian. Come on, all comedians are losers. But mama, you always call me a loser at home. Of course you are, but you are not loser enough to perform comedy. <laughs> so I decided to see how real losers, sorry, how real comedians perform. I came to San Francisco. I saw some shows, and I found that, you know, all losers, all comedians <laughs> talk about three things. Relationships, Trump, and sex. But I think there's no one better than Taylor Swift to talk about relationships. Because every time she has a new ex-boyfriend, she will write a song. I don't write songs. I do movies. <laughs> I always think like my ex-boyfriend Brad and I, we could have made a movie together. The Lion King. 
It's not about Simba and Nana. No, no, no. You cannot feel the love tonight. It's about Simba and his dad, Mufasa. You know, every time Simba wants to run away, Mufasa has to pull him back. So every time Brad wanted to run away, I had to pull him back. He right, pull him back. He right, pull him back. He right, pull him back. <laughs> so he ran again. I died. <laughs> and what's next topic? Yes, Trump. <laughs> you know, like Trump tweets a lot about the war being built between Mexico and here. No, I'm from China. I really don't get it. Dear President Trump, if you can borrow money from China, you can, of course, borrow the Great War from China. <laughs> Why bother to copy one and name the copycat Great Again War? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one day, if you go there and check the bottom of the wall, you will find a label saying, Made in China. <laughs> Okay, now that's the uh, next topic. I know you're waiting for that. <laughs> sex. I I'm sorry, I, I, I don't talk about sex. You know, I'm from China. Chinese people don't talk about sex. They just do it. <laughs> and they do it a lot. <laughs> because for a Chinese, it's much easier to do sex than do stand-up comedies. <laughs> for Chinese, if she wants to do stand-up comedy, she needs to know how to pronounce lick my dick, you prick. All right, thank you. <laughs>
My parents let me watch every horror movie, every horror movie ever made by the age of eight years old. And I'm convinced part of the reason they let me do this is my parents were apparently huge fans of zombie movies. And the reason I know this for just small things, they would just sprinkle in like zombie terminology into everyday life. Like I'd be doing my homework and my mom would come up to me being all cute and dark, going, brains, brains, right? <laughs> going off to school to do a test and my dad would be like, don't forget, it's school. Aim for the head. <laughs> but the weirdest thing is like when I was, I wasn't even in the room, like sometimes I'd hear them in their bedroom and they'd be playing zombie like all night long. Like the amount of moaning is going on. Dad talking about head in there. It was awkward. I'm assuming that's what they were doing in there. But here's the problem, though. When your parents let you watch as many horror films at the age of eight, the problem is, as an eight-year-old child, you think those horror mo movie monsters are real, and they're going to try to kill you in real life. So I, as an eight-year-old child, came up with a survival strategy based off the victims in horror films. Survival strategy number one, who are always the first victims in horror films. Absolutely true. It's been statistically proven that African-Americans are the first casualties in horror films. So as an eight-year-old child, terrified for my own personal safety, I always made sure I was near a black person. <laughs> eight-year-old Hank was woke <laughs> and would have felt terrified in this room. A little bit. Now, who are the second victims traditionally in horror films? Yes, she's absolutely right. It's specifically the promiscuous female, right? So in college, I always made a beeline for the looser ladies. Strictly for my own personal safety. Strictly. Although in hindsight, that explains why I only date promiscuous black women. I think we've answered that question. Now, who survives the horror film? I'll give you a hint. It's the opposite of the promiscuous. It's the virgin, right? So in case you lost score, the power ranking in every horror film ever made is black belts, no belts, chastity belts. <laughs> That's how that works. That's called one-upsmanship. You guys familiar with the concept of one-upsmanship? Someone brags about something, someone tries to out-brag them, you know, top them in whatever they're doing. There are certain things that are socially acceptable somewhat to engage in a game of one-upsmanship. For instance, maybe how much money you've made or how much sex you've had. <laughs> but probably not the amount of money you've spent for the sex you've had. <laughs> you should probably keep that to yourself. <laughs> now, I was on BART recently and I found myself in the strangest game of one-upsmanship, possibly in human history. I ran across an old high school classmate of mine who I didn't recognize at first, but I, re I recognized him for one specific reason after a few minutes. Back in high school, his mom, super hot. <laughs> and even back in high school, I was very progressive. Back then, I was a firm, firm supporter of the MILF community. <laughs> firm supporter. So we're just shooting the shit. And I mentioned in passing that five days ago, I lost my wallet, and it kind of, kind of sucked. And he said, really? Well, five years ago, I lost all my hair. And I was like, did I just get in a dick measuring contest about loss? Because if so, I'm totally whipping it out. I said, that's unfortunate, because 25 years ago, I lost my virginity and a condom in your mom. So you might have a long lost brother. Now, this guy was about to lose his cool, and I didn't want to lose my life. And I said, hey, man, don't lose your shit. He said, I'm about to lose my mind. And I said, up in here? 
Now, now, unlike some of you, he didn't get the DMX reference. So I clearly lost him, but I did not want to lose this competition. So I looked this guy in the eye and I said, well, that's unfortunate, sir, but five years ago, I lost my marriage. He's a little shook. Now here's the thing, I've never been married. So I lost a little bit of self-respect. <laughs> and if he had known that, I'd have lost all credibility. But then this guy, with a quiver in his lip and a tear from his eye said, 10 years ago, I lost my dog. Her name was Cookie and she was my best friend. And I said, damn, I'm about to lose again because of a dead bitch. <laughs> but then, but then I said, I said something I rarely ever talk about. I brought it up and said, you know, that's unfortunate, sir. But 15 years ago, I lost both my parents. You know what that means? I fucking won that contest. <laughs> but in doing so, I feel like I've lost most of you here. <laughs> A little bit. Because that's what happens when anyone who's ever lost anyone brings up the topic of that. People get very, very, because I get it. You don't know how to respond. Like you got, you think you're being very respectful. Like most of you got very, very quiet. And you think you're being respectful, whereas I thought you were doing a very, very insensitive impression of my parents. <laughs> it was dead on. It's dead on. But uh, yeah, like, it was weird, you know? Full disclosure, my mom passed away from cancer, which took the family by complete surprise because she was a Leo. Like if a lion had gotten to her, we'd been like, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> People ask you really weird questions though, specifically about your parents if they passed away. They go, Hank, what would you ever do if you saw your parents again? Well, considering it's been 15 years ago and my undying love and respect for them, I'm gonna go with aim for the head. <laughs> you know, that's what you do. One thing people don't realize about me is that uh, I'm Mexican, clearly. <laughs> it's true. My father was Mexican, extremely Mexican. Like, he looked like the dude in a bottle of Tapatio. <laughs> the Cholua people didn't laugh at that joke here. <laughs> it's true. Now, my dad was born in Agua Caliente, Mexico, which if you don't speak Spanish, that translates to hot diarrhea, Mexico. <laughs> it's true. And for a living, I shit you not, my father was a gardener, which means my dad fell off the Mexican stereotype tree and trimmed every branch on the way down. <laughs> so I got fed. Now imagine the man I just described, driving an old beat up pickup truck, Tapatio looking dude, me eight years old, praying to God there's a promiscuous black woman near me. <laughs> People would see us together and be like, wow, was there an Amber Alert? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure one is coming. <laughs> now, while my father was extremely Mexican, my mother was extremely German. Okay, not extremely, because there's some extreme Germans in history. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't that extreme, okay? But, uh, so it's weird growing up half white and half Mexican, because oftentimes I find that I'm stealing jobs from myself. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's awkward. I'm gonna end this with a brand new joke and see if it totally fucking doesn't work. So uh, recently, uh, my girlfriend moved in with me, just temporarily, 
<laughs> that wasn't the joke, it's still funny. Um, and, uh, and she said, she was, uh, she was in the kitchen and she was uh, doing the dishes and she says, just so you know, I really enjoy doing housewife things, wink. So I immediately went out and bought her the most expensive maid costume I could find. See, that joke didn't work. That's when you try to do things on stage. All right, kids, I'm Hank Romero. You guys have been awesome. Thank you very much. Clap it up for Hank Romero. Hank Romero, close down our show. Thank, oh, thank you so much for uh, sticking around. And that is our show. Thank you so much. Please grab a slice of cake on your way out. And uh, where's, where's Jared? Jared, take these comic books out of my home. See, I have a four-year-old son, and I can't have him reading comic books. He needs to be an achiever. <laughs> uh, this is really, I know this seems random. I have a DVD copy of The Man Who Wasn't There. I have a DVD copy of the first season of Fargo. Please take them. Please take some cake. Thank you so much for the sperm. Uh, and again, mutinyradio.fm. Uh, <laughs> have a good Saturday night, everybody. I'm Chris Holstein. Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
69 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I up here. And I started to do some thinking. And on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total and I will cut Hello, the Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's Watch.